Hey family, welcome back to the Resurrected Gospel Podcast. Y'all, this is the second episode already, already. And we're here with it. First of all, thank y'all for listening to the first one and just understanding my testimony and how much I'm just in love with Jesus. And then two, being a part of this journey with me. Y'all, this was a act of obedience. But then two, just because I just love talking about certain situations and y'all be on the lookout because there's so much more coming to where it's not just going to be me. I'm going to have a whole lot of people that's come over here to talk about specific topics of where we're going to break down uh, certain uh, certain demographics, certain um, areas of influence. We're going to break down scripture. We're going to have um, show and, and teach people how to apologetically defend the faith. And all that means is that we're using the scriptures in their context to, in order to prove that what we believe is real, what we believe is the truth, and how it fares against every other religion. That's going to be a fun dialogue. Y'all, I love apologetics. But that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about what is the gospel. Y'all heard me in the first episode passionately declare that I'm in love with Jesus and how his truth saved my life how his sovereignty saved my life and we're going to talk about exactly what it is and y'all remember in the first episode where i said that the bible is a love story about jesus because it is in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god the word being jesus that's said in john 1 and i mentioned that in the first episode too but if you look all the way back in genesis to where they was talking about the creation of all things. And then after it created, after they, the God, the Trinity, God, the father, God, the son, God, the Holy Spirit created all things. And they began to create man and said, let us, let us create man in our own image. And y'all, I'm not going to go through the full Bible, but I'm going to put it all in here so we can all see that, hey, he was there in the beginning. Jesus was there in the beginning, orchestrating it all. And we see from the time they created Adam and, they, and created Eve that man had once pitfall. They wanted to go after what looked good, what felt good. And even me saying that it reminds me of the world that we're living in today. We're so in love with our feelings. We're so in love with how something makes us feel, how a person makes us feel, that we disregard truth. We'll disregard truth in order for us to feel better. Falling after our feelings is what led the fall, is what led a people that Jesus himself guided into prosperity, out of oppression, and slavery to the point to where they didn't even want God to lead them. They wanted a king. And I'm skipping through a whole lot of scripture just to set it up. The nation of Israel came from Abraham. Well, started with Abraham. Abraham's the said the father of our faith right of where there wasn't a differentiation between jews 
um, Judaism and Christianity that was to later after Jesus had came, actually when they first called it the way. But Abraham was the father of the faith. Then he had Isaac, then he had Jacob. And from Jacob had 12 sons, as which where we get the 12 tribes of Israel. And then from them is where everything else started to spin out. <laughs> from them is where everything came to where Joseph, the dreamer, as he's called, is put into captivity by his brothers. All the while, God is put using him to preserve his people because let alone there will be a famine that will come when Joseph is an adult, when he's one of the leading people in Egypt and he's able to save his family, which meant futuristically that he was saving the nation of Israel from being white from the face of the planet. Then 400 years, now they're in oppression and then God raises up a deliverer in Moses to, to deliver them from out of Egypt into the wilderness and then raises up Joshua to take them over to the promised land. Then after that, even in while even while they were in the wilderness, you still will see signs of the people not wanting to trust the same God that delivered them, that preserved them and would not want to trust the God that was king and lord over him, over them, excuse me. We can track it all back to the humanistic standpoint of we always want to go after our feelings. What feels good? And this is where Jesus steps in to where throughout it all, there was grace and mercy there, even mercy of when he sent the prophets beforehand to say, turn your way to God. Turn after the Lord. Leave what you know. Leave your sinful nature behind and follow the Lord. If y'all been paying attention to the Resurrected Gospel podcast description, that's what we're here for, is to turn the hearts of people to Christ using every gift and talent that we have. To turn their hearts to Christ from what is keeping them from him. So now, laying all that backstory, right? Now we get close to the gospel, uh, close to where the gospel start, which the gospels being Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, in which before that there was a prophet named Malachi, actually many prophets, but specifically in Malachi, where he prophesied that there would be one that would pretty much preserve and make the way straight for Jesus to come. He will prepare the way for the king to come, and that being John the Baptist. John the Baptist himself was not only prophesied by Malachi, but amongst other prophets too, of one that would be crying out in the wilderness to repent. So then as John the Baptist is doing his ministry, here comes Jesus. Here comes Jesus. A man that was a Nazarene, born in Galilee. Even one of Jesus' disciples, Nathaniel, said, what good is there to come out of Nazareth? Because Nazareth was a poor city. Nazareth was a poor economy of where there was a whole lot of foolishness going on. <laughs> whole lot of people that were just living in conditions that aren't really suitable, that nobody would really want to live into, live in, excuse me. 
And here comes Jesus and John sees Jesus and he's like, here he comes. Here is the one that the spirit of the Lord rests on. Actually, let's take uh, to sober it up a little bit. Jesus and John were cousins. Their mothers were family. Mary, Jesus' mother, was the cousin of John the Baptist's mother. But anyway, like I said, we're talking about what is the gospel. Let's use the same analogy that I used in the first episode of where everything that you've done wrong getting expunged. And putting it into the Bible terms, Jesus, the son of God, the begotten son of God, which you see in the Bible is called the son of man. Came from his throne. Where he is ruler in heaven, came down to reconcile us to Christ from the time that Adam fell and pretty much cursed the entire humanity. The power of the gospel is like an is like in magic eraser. You put a little water on there, it erases everything. That's the power of the blood. And I'm talking all around this just so we can get a, a good understanding of what it is. The gospel simply is Jesus came and died the death that we were supposed to die. Paid the debt that we were supposed to pay. So it wouldn't come on us. His blood is the reason that we can be free. The shedding of his blood is the reason that we can be free. The shedding of his blood is what protects us and what brings us into right standing with the only wise, one true living God. Why is the gospel important, though? Why is it important? Why, why are we so enamored with what the gospel means? The gospel means simply that whatever I've done, if I turn to Jesus, that is it. I am a new creature. The old things have passed away for all things have been made new. Y'all can search that. That's scripture. Jesus came so we could be reconciled. So there'll be nothing that would hold us from hold us away from the father. Father being God, the father. He came so there'll be no barrier so that we can live perpetually with him. And y'all, let's back this thing up a little bit because we we I skipped through. Pretty much the story of Jesus and how he came about. So. John the Baptist baptizes Jesus. Then the spirit of the Lord rests on him. And then the Lord speaks that this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. And then the spirit leads him into the wilderness. He fasts 40 days and 40 nights. He's tempted by the devil and comes out and then starts recruiting his own disciples. Then after recruiting his own disciples, he's teaching them along with teaching the people, Israelites and uh, the Samaritans and others that would listen. What the kingdom of God is. Taking 
what people knew and turned it upside down. So another point to add in, what is the gospel? The gospel is something that's going to make people upset. The gospel is going to make people upset. The gospel is going to make people upset. You remember what I said in the first episode to where I was rejected by the world. And that's what the gospel is, right? The gospel is going to make people turn on you. You accepting the gospel is going to make people turn on you. It's going to make friends turn into enemies. It's going to make family members turn into enemies. And Jesus actually said that he didn't come to bring peace. He came so he could turn father against son, daughter against mother, brother against sister. And people look at that like, why, why would he come in to do this? But also he's saying that I've come to give life too. What the tension is that he's come to give life, but he's also going to cause there to be an uproar. And what is this uproar for? What is the turning of family member against family member, friend against friend? It's because one knows the truth and the other refuses to accept the truth. And how do we know that is the truth? Because it's backed up by historical facts. You can look up all of this and see how Everything that Jesus did, everything that he spoke, everything, his very life was fulfillment of multiple prophecies. And it lines up exactly. We as men are not smart enough to do that. Believe me. Believe me. This is why following Jesus gets hard sometimes because we want to be like but we also want to live like him too. And that's why the gospel is so pivotal. It's so controversial, even though it's the truth, because it's so good. It's too good to be true to some people. Why would a man proclaiming to be God himself come down and die for me and you, or you and I, let's be grammar grammatically correct why would he do that why is there this god and all this trouble is going on it's like i told y'all before everything in this world revolves back to us as humans god created us yes but he also gave us free will he gave us free will to choose what it is that we want to do and make our own decisions and then we want to blame god <laughs> We want to blame God for the decisions that we make. How, Sway? That's foolish. <laughs> that is foolish. And every foolish decision that we make, and when we turn to Jesus, all of it's gone. All of it's cast away. So again, we're talking about the name of this episode is what is the gospel? The gospel is the saving grace of mankind from every foolish, dumb decision we could ever make. The gospel is a man named Jesus. And I'm repeating it on purpose so it can get ingrained in your skull. So it can get ingrained in the depths of your heart. That there was a man named Jesus who was perfect in all his ways, sinless. 
sinless in all his ways, who performed miracle signs and wonders, who mended people's hearts, who healed the sick and brought people into right standing with God because of his death and his resurrection. A man named Jesus came to take the stupid decisions that we make, the decisions that cause pain, that cause shame and guilt, and he takes it all away by staying on the cross, bleeding for us, being the perfect sacrifice. And we'll talk about that more in other episodes of what his sacrifice actually meant. Actually, no, let's talk about it now. Real briefly, that back in the Old Testament, there were people that were called priests. There was a chief priest, and they were in charge of all the sacrifices to pretty much to make repentance for the nation. So God's wrath, so God's anger wouldn't come upon them. Why is God's anger coming? Because God does not like sin. God does not like sin. God hates sin. Our decisions that are that aren't bringing us close to him are sin. There's specific ones. We're not going to get into all of that. But the the priests themselves made sacrifices, whether this was uh, lambs, goats, doves, um, even um, sacrifices from the land to act as scapegoats figuratively so that God would have mercy on them. That was what Jesus did. Jesus was the sacrifice that repented for the entire world. And why is it still possible today? Why is the, the his sacrifice, him dying on the cross, still able today? Why is the blood still have power? Because he rose. Because <laughs> he rose. The wages of sin are death. And he took our sin upon his shoulders. And he died with sin upon the tree, which is a which is a curse. He took our sins, cursed sin, going to the grave. And then he rose, showing that he has all power, that death could not hold him. And because he rose and is still alive, we serve a living God. We serve a living God who is alive. And because he's alive, that makes us only having to do one sacrifice. And that was him. He paid it all for us with his life. That's why him staying on the cross was so important because in to Jew to Jewish traditions, the sacrifice was one of the most important things that could ever be done because it was the difference between God showing wrath against their sin and God having mercy on them because the sin was paid for by the sacrifice. And Jesus rising and being the living God that he is proved that the blood, his bloodshed was enough and accounted for all eternity. That's what the gospel is. That's why the gospel still saved. That's why the gospel is so pivotal, because it only needed to happen once. That's why there's no amount of works that we can do to come closer to the father, because Jesus did it all.
He paid it all. That's why we worship. That's why we pray. That's why we honor him because he took himself. God wrapped in flesh. God, the son. Became man, 100% man, 100% God. And made himself a sacrifice to reconcile us to him. And that's why some people, they can't understand or they'll look at um, Christianity as um, not so different from other religions because they're like, oh, God sent his son, or God, uh, a father sacrificed him son, his son. And yes, this is true. But you have to understand, God the Father, God the Son was of the same nature. And he knew the only way that the wages of sin could be forever paid for was if he did it. Because like I said, there's no amount of works that would have um, that would have washed away or would have taken away the sins that we commit. We would still have to do sacrifices every day. But God himself showing how much he loved us. So how much he loved his creation, the works of his hand, came to earth himself, died the death that we were supposed to die, and paid it all for us. That is the gospel, everyone. That is the gospel. That's why it is so pivotal and why the gospel is so good to be true, because it is the truth. That is the truth. There was. A man named Jesus that walked the earth. There was a man named Jesus that died on the cross. And there was a man named Jesus whose body was never recovered. After the third day. It's proven. There's facts and there's evidence that points to Jesus being who he is. And if that's true, I'm 100% certain that everything else in the Old Testament is true as well. That's what makes the gospel so special as well, because it proves his existence. It proves that everything that we've read, that you read up from Genesis all the way up into Matthew uh, chapter one is true. That's why it's so important. So, y'all, I hope that y'all got what the gospel is. And thank y'all for hanging out with me. For the second episode of Resurrected Gospel. And y'all, we're going to come back with some more. And we're going to keep on trucking. Because now that we've laid the foundation of what the gospel is, who is Jesus. And we're going to talk more about who Jesus is too. Now we can start talking, going into more topics. Topics of that, what this world is talking about. How does it relate to the Bible? Is it actually Good for a Christian to be a part of these certain things because y'all just going to cut deep. I'm trying to tell y'all this is the whole point of the um, the podcast is to turn the hearts of those to Jesus. No matter where you are, whether you're saved or not, saved or not, unbeliever or believer, whether you're an atheist or whether you're a believer. The whole goal is to turn the hearts towards Christ because he is the only one. That died and rose for us. Out of his love, he did it. So y'all, continue rocking with me. Continue coming with me on this journey. And we're going to continue talking. Send your topics of what you want to talk about too, because we're going to dig into it. All right? Talk to y'all soon.